Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, your host, Caroline Foran. This week I had, well, last week I had intended to record, I think it was four special guest episodes which I was super excited about but alas um, the reality of parenting strikes again and my son was struck down with another vomiting bug um, and it was not just a 24-hour thing it went on for quite a while and me being the parent that has to take the hit when something like this happens I just sort of dropped everything cancelled everything with the plan to reschedule everything so that I could be with him um, and I was just by his side the whole time so I t- I really wanted to come back this week with a, with a brilliant guest episode it's going to be another week another week's wait but for now I thought it might be time given the theme of my last week um, and my anxiety around it to talk about um, emetophobia I think I'm pronouncing it right emetophobia Now, people have messaged me on Instagram when I've talked about it or I've mentioned it on podcasts before, the fear of vomiting. But when I look it up and I read into it, I don't know that I would fit the characteristics or tick enough of the boxes for it to qualify as emetophobia. So let's just first look at what the definitions of emetophobia cover. So emetophobia is described um, as an extreme fear of vomiting, of seeing vomit, of watching other people vomit, or even just feeling sick. And it can affect people in lots of different ways. Um, It is usually caused, or at the root of it, there might be a bad memory around being ill. um, And it's marked by behavioral changes to avoid vomiting and nausea. Um, 
Perhaps um, as part of it, you might experience frequent nausea um, and digestive upset. There does seem to be a fair bit of overlap between OCD and emetophobia, where um, as part of the emetophobia, you may then start to experience like, excessive washing of hands and foods and clothing, avoiding certain foods or certain places or other triggering stimulus, um, have a hypervigilant sense of your own bodily sensations, um, excessively checking for signs that your food has been contaminated or been undercooked I definitely have that one um, and intrusive thoughts and mental images about getting sick and just really that overwhelming fear uh, of, of vomiting I think for me there are certain aspects of this that I would definitely relate to or have experienced but I I don't know that I actually am emetophobic in the full sense of the word look I don't know how helpful these labels really are I think sometimes they can help give context or give you a framework to help understand your experience. But sometimes we can overlabel ourselves and convince ourselves of issues that maybe aren't even there. So for me, as far as emetophobia is concerned, what I relate to is the fear of being sick when I feel sick. I get very frightened of it when I'm in that space, when I feel already feel nauseous. I start to really spiral about what this might be, if it's, if it's a bug, a virus, if I ate something bad. I definitely do have that anxiety around biting into chicken or worrying about undercooking prawns or something like that and getting food poisoning. Um, and I, I think it all goes back to just a, a fear of not being in control of your body. Um, and for me now, it's kind of doubly layered in a fear of not just being out of control of my own body, but also how I would manage in taking care of my son if I was so incapacitated that I I wasn't well enough to to be around him. I was sharing on social media that um, my son had a vomiting bug um, last week and it's the second time in four months so it's been like it's been pretty full on um, and they're not just 24 hour or 12 hour things this is like going on days and um, a lot of people then who are metaphobic or very anxious around being sick message me saying how do you cope when your son is sick like is that not just super triggering for you I think there's a difference between seeing someone else get sick and seeing your own child be sick you just switch into caretaking parental mother mode and it's like changing nappies like I wouldn't want to change someone else's nappy it would probably make me gag but when it's your own child it's just a different thing so you you put your own concerns your own anxieties just go into the background and the front and foremost is your concern about looking after your own child so that fear for me or that feeling of like oh my god I'm gonna get sick now because he's getting sick that just switches off which I guess I wouldn't have known until I was a parent um I'm not afraid of the vomit. I wouldn't be afraid of, you know, hearing anyone else get sick. I wouldn't particularly want to go and like have popcorn and watch it front row and center. Um, but I don't think anyone really does is okay with that. Um, so how I coped with my son was you like I said, you just go straight into that caretaking mode and there's no time to think about how is this going to impact me? Am I going to be sick? You're you're too worried about your child, whether they're going to be dehydrated, whether this is something that's going to be just a few hours or a few days, um, how how you're going to keep them their temperature down, how you're going to keep them feeling okay. They physically when he's two years old, um, doesn't understand the concept of being sick so he gets really really scared and really frightened and um, so you're just kind of putting out vomit fires left right and center trying to 
you know, literally clean up after it um, and make him feel safe and secure. And in a way, that's been really good training for me to take the fear out of being sick um, and just sort of seeing how in the moment he is, like he's not thinking what's tomorrow going to look like he's just thinking how how am I going how am I feeling right in this moment so there's a mindfulness to it not a very nice mindfulness that um keeps you from spiraling I think um but I think there was a few times when he was unwell where it would cross my mind that okay like you're in such close proximity to him this is clearly like at this point you know it's not food poisoning it's like an infectious virally thing you're probably going to get some version of it, if not the whole thing. I didn't get it the last time. And I think because I didn't get it the first time, I was a little bit less anxious this time. But this time, yeah, when he would be asleep, when he would kind of settle down and, and, and calm down and I'd be asleep beside him, I then a space would open up in my head where I'd be like, okay, how are you actually feeling? I don't know how much of what I was feeling was um, psychosomatic. Like I was, I was basically just eating butter on toast, the same as he was, because... I was like living the life of a sick person because I was I was just beside him 24-7. I didn't really have an appetite for anything else. Um, but I didn't feel great. But yeah, I don't know how much of that was me actually not feeling well or me sort of suppressing the anxiety about not feeling well or what would I not feel well and then it just sort of manifesting. I don't know. Um, I don't think it really matters either because when you feel sick, it's real, whether it's something you've sort of conjured up or not. Um, so then as my son got better, like I say, this space kind of opened up where then, okay, my mind can stop worrying so much about him. And now it's like, okay, how, how do you feel? And I didn't feel very good. And so the night before I recorded this episode, I went to bed. I, and I just want to talk through like how I was feeling and how the the anxiety can kind of spiral for me around being sick, if it's helpful or anyone else could relate to it. Um, so I went to bed, I was feeling just a little bit kind of full and bloated and distended, like the way I describe it sometimes is as if like just from your chest down to like your belly button is just like full of liquid and if you move around it's gonna like jiggle and spill out, like that kind of feeling. Um, so I lay down to go to bed, I was reading my book, I felt okay, I think I drifted off and then I woke up feeling incredibly sick and at this point what I know now about like the brain is that if that was in the middle of the day, I'd be saying, no, you're okay. It's okay. Like sit up, take a sip of water. If you need to go to the bathroom, you need to go to the bathroom. But late at night when your defenses are down and your prefrontal cortex has essentially gone offline, but it has, like it's not there. You don't have the same capacity to mediate those fears and those worries that pop up. You can't really stop your mind from going, oh my God, what's happening? You know, this is, I don't feel well. This is something really bad. So it helps just to know that that's what's happening, that it's not your fault that you might start to feel a bit spirally and um, but there's there's not a huge amount you can do when you find yourself in that situation because you've got the double vulnerability factor of one you feel poorly so you're thinking worst case scenario you're thinking negatively and two it's late at night you don't have the same reserves or the same resilience um, and you don't have the same access to the same toolkit that you would during the day so I woke up, I started to feel really unwell and I started to panic. Now, a lot of the times when I feel like I'm about to get sick, I can tremble. I definitely tremble when I am getting sick. Um, but I think having been so sick in pregnancy, it was like a really good immersive experience um, where I had no choice but to, I guess with it's kind of an exposure therapy in itself. I learned that the act of being sick was actually more of a relief and better than the feeling of being nauseous leading up to it. 
quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So I thought, okay, look, if you have to get sick, you have to get sick. I got really good at that in pregnancy. And most of that happened in the morning for me when I was pregnant as typical uh, morning sickness. It, it happened all, all different times of the day. But I think how I managed that was I knew that when I would get sick, I would get relief. But it was also during the day. So I was probably able to rationalize it a little bit more. So I thought that maybe it would stand to me and maybe it has to a small degree. Um, but then just fast forward to just the other night when I was feeling unwell I'm straight back to that kind of avoidance territory of like I will do anything I can to avoid getting sick even though my logical rational brain knows it might be a bit of a relief um, and also I think if it really was a bug I probably or a virus I probably wouldn't have had a choice in the matter so that made me think maybe this was a buildup of stress and just being tired and exhausted and a little bit of anxiety and all of that turns into like feeling a bit unwell and all it might take is a bit of indigestion to trick your brain into thinking there's actually something more um serious going on so I could not for love nor money get asleep um my mind was jumping to you know oh my god like because I had just had prawns that evening which I cooked myself so I was like you're after making yourself sick Barry's after eating them oh my god what's gonna happen if you know you both get sick how are you gonna look after Kaylin I was anticipating him waking up in the middle of the night and I was like I physically cannot move to go down to him I, I don't I don't know how we're gonna manage that because he only wants me to come to him in the middle of the night um I had the feeling of being so frightened of being sick that you you convince yourself that if you move even your head a fraction of a degree that it will make the sick come out or that if you shift you know Barry said just lie down like I can't move because it, it'll make me sick um I don't think that's possible but that's the way you feel it feels so fragile in that moment um and he was asking me to you know have a couple of sips of water and I find it really hard when I'm feeling on the verge of being sick to actually drink any liquid because it's just like I say if you feel like you're up to your neck in potential 
vomit it's hard to add any more liquid in there so I barely managed to just wet my lips with the glass and then I would need him to put it back on the bedside table because I again like if I turned to put it on the bedside table I was afraid I would just get sick everywhere so I was just frozen solid it locked in fear um and you know he was reassuring me saying you know you're okay um you're going to be fine this always was often not always it, it actually there was a phase in my life where this happened a lot where I would go to bed and I would feel nauseous and there would never it would never come to anything but I would just really struggle to get asleep for fear that I would get sick um, and I think I got myself locked into a bit of a, a pattern with it for a while um, so it's not as widely as commonly experienced for me these days I think because I don't know because I'm a parent I just feel like I have so much less space in my head for my own worries like my mind is really full up with worrying about my child so yeah I knew I was like okay I'm lying here I know I feel terrible I know that I can't really think my way out of this feeling. I'm just going to have to hope that I can drift off or that this speeds up and I actually do get sick and then I get some relief. Um, Any time in the past where I have actually gotten to the point of getting sick, I actually feel a weird sort of adrenaline buzz then of being like, oh my God, the thing that you fear the most has now come to pass and maybe it wasn't that scary at all. And you realize again how much worse the nausea is than the actual vomiting. Um, but I never got there. I was in and out of the bathroom thinking it might happen and it never did. And then it made me think, maybe you just have indigestion. So I popped a low sec tablet, which was massively out of date. So I had to panic Google whether um, that would make me more sick. And uh, apparently with medication, if it's out of date, it just diminishes the effectiveness or the, the potency of it, but it won't make you sick. So I was like, okay, what's the harm? So I took one of those. And then at about four in the morning, like I had been lying there wide awake since then, I must have just given in. And um, what can happen to me, even though my body is so tired, uh, once I kind of get into that headspace of fear around anxiety, around being sick, my body will start to drift off and then I will jolt awake again because I'm afraid I'll get sick. So that can happen repeatedly where I'm drifting off and then I'm jumping back awake again. It's like my my fear response keeps pulling me out of the sleep because it's frightened that I won't be vigilant enough. Um, it's a really horrible, horrible mental place to get to and you just get stuck in it. Um, and it's the next morning, it feels so silly. You're like, why couldn't I just breathe and calm down? And But by the, by the next morning, the parts of your brain that you can rely on to calm these fear responses, they're, they're back at work, they're online, they're, you know, so it's, it's really hard to reconcile the two. I did eventually drift off and uh, the following morning I woke up and I definitely felt a bit better, but I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent. I thought I was okay. So we went off on the train out to Hoth in Dublin out to the seaside with my son. And when I was there, I still felt really, really unwell. And that made me kind of think, okay, maybe this isn't just completely in your mind because you know, you're not being distracted from it and it is daytime now. Um, and I just wanted to go home and sleep. So Barry was saying, look, you probably have like the tail end of a bug of what he had. Um, and in a way that kind of made me feel like I could justify it then by saying, okay, you're not imagining it. You're not, um, you know, you're not, it's not just psychosomatic, but I don't know how fair that is because even if it is anxiety related, after spending a week with a child vomiting and not getting any sleep and being really worried and stressed as a sensitive person, as an anxious person, it's no wonder it kind of seeps into your mindset about yourself and that you feel a little bit fragile and a little bit vulnerable so whether or not it was 
real or whether or not it was something I uh, felt due to stress or whether I actually had a bit of a virus it doesn't really matter what matters is I didn't feel well and I needed to approach myself with compassion and gentleness and understanding and just listen to my body and take a break so that's what I did we came home thankfully Kaylin was feeling well enough to let me detach from his side and I came upstairs and I lay down and I went to sleep and then I felt so much better for it so yeah I just really wanted to talk through my experience of of uh, fear around nausea and vomiting um, in a way I kind of wish that I had gotten sick so that I would have another notch in my belt of experience to know that okay you can do this because like I say in pregnancy I had had so much of it that I felt like a lot of the fear was kind of gone by the end of it it was just routine I just I felt sick and it would very quickly happen um, but then since pregnancy I haven't been sick like that at all so I guess a bit of the fear kind of built back up where if you're not experiencing something or you're not, you're not exposed to something regularly um, it can become a little bit more daunting again. Now obviously I don't want to have a vomiting bug every second week to keep the fear at bay because that is a miserable miserable way to live but I think if any advice I could give or any takeaways or any learnings I have from my experience it's to know that First of all, for me anyway, most of this happens at night time. So a lot of it is a vulnerability factor of being really exhausted, not having your brain at the races with all the parts of your brain that normally help to um, mediate those worries. Just knowing that that's what's going on and knowing that it's maybe not something you can solve or fix in this moment. You might just have to lie there and feel it, make yourself as comfortable as you possibly can, and trust that you will feel better eventually. Um, deep breathing, allowing yourself, but I say that now, but deep breathing is kind of hard when you're feeling intensely nauseous, because you feel like if you take too deep a breath, you'll get sick. So just small, controlled breathing, sitting comfortably, um, maybe turning the light on, doing whatever you can to kind of take the fear out of the feeling because it can feel really isolating um, and like the rest of the world is asleep and you're up feeling unwell, it's, it can kind of exacerbate the feeling. So sort of surrender to it, give in to it, get up and sit on the couch if that makes you feel better, put on a TV show, um, anything that just can help to redirect your mind onto something that will just dial down the intensity of the feeling, uh, of the worry. It doesn't mean that you're going to dial down the nausea, but if you can dial down the worry around the nausea, um, that will help somewhat. Just trusting that your body will, um, your body has your back and your body will let you go to sleep when it's ready and you can catch up with a nap at some point the following day or the next day, get an early night um, and know that if the worst comes to pass, it's so often a lot more manageable than you ever ever would have thought because the nausea is so debilitating and that's the part if you're handling the nausea you're well able to handle the part where you actually throw up there's not a whole lot else I can say as far as emetophobia is concerned because like I said it's not something that I, I don't walk around when I feel well with a fear of being sick it's not something I really think about um if I hear of someone you know, who's around me who says, oh yeah, I had a vomiting bug last night, I will panic and think, okay, back away from me. Um, or, you know, my mind will go to that place if, uh, if Kaylin is sick eventually. But if emetophobia is something that you think you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis and it's, you know, you're avoiding things and it's really getting in the way of you living your life, um, I would definitely 
consider some um, therapy probably with someone who can uh, work on CBT or something that helps go back and look at maybe some childhood memories because like I said at the beginning there's often a component there where there's um, a bad memory of being sick. I certainly I can so vividly remember sitting on my mother's lap waking up not really knowing what was wrong with me waking up thinking I'd had a bad dream but obviously I was just dreaming and then felt unwell and the feeling of unwellness just seeped into the dream and made it a bad dream and I went downstairs and I sat on my mom's lap and she was on the phone at the time and she was kind of just like swaying her knees back and forth while I was on her lap and suddenly I just sprayed vomit everywhere and I can remember it so clearly now it wasn't it wasn't a traumatic experience beyond you know, any time being sick is a bit of a traumatic experience. Um, but there might be something in there that maybe you've forgotten about where you felt really unsafe being sick or really frightened that you could help to unpack um, and work towards, you know, reassuring yourself today that you will be okay. Um, there's definitely lots of support out there. For me personally, it's more about managing it in the moment when it happens, um, which is a lot easier said than done. It's not something I'm I don't walk past a pile of vomit on the street and have a, a wave of panic. I just really want to sidestep it. Um, and I'm not avoiding certain things. Like I will eat the prawns and I will eat the chicken. I just will check if if it's cooked through. And I think that's a really normal way to be because, you know, our brain's primary concern is ensuring our survival and making sure we don't get sick. So it's very, very normal to be have your body turn on these alarm bells around things that might cause us harm, uh, things that like, we're, that's why we, we react so badly to things that smell bad because our body is like, no, that's danger. That could make us unwell. That could compromise our health and our well-being and risk our survival. So this fear is not something you want to undo. It's just something you want to dial down and manage. But I don't think there's anyone who feels nauseous and is like completely fine with it and can carry on doing whatever they're doing. It is incredibly debilitating. It's really, really unnerving and it's scary. Um, so don't feel that there's something wrong with you for feeling afraid of this. If you're like me, you're probably just hyper vigilant. Your mind goes to the worst case scenario and it just gets aided by that tiredness and that middle of the night brain. Um, and the best you can do is, is try to understand that a little bit more, not be hard on yourself, be really gentle with yourself, make yourself feel comfortable, put on a show that makes you feel good. You know, whatever you think will help to just give you some safety and comfort and reassurance in the moment, do that and trust that it will pass. And if the worst does come to pass, you will be okay. And actually you'll probably feel a lot more relief than if it didn't happen because I just prolonged the feeling for so long and I would have felt a lot better had I just gotten sick. And then I maybe would have even felt proud of myself for handling it. Um, so that is my experience of whether you want to call it a metaphobia or the fear of being sick or the fear of vomiting, um, I would love to hear how, how it is for you. If you want to um, send me a DM on Instagram at Owning It Podcast, I would love to hear from you. I hope this has been at least of some comfort or reassurance or familiarity um, that this is a, like a very valid fear response and a very hard thing to, to navigate if it's something that you're feeling a lot of the time. I really empathize and feel really sorry that it's something you have to go through um but do bear with me and come back to me next week when i'll be back with a guest episode and in the meantime i hope you live your life nausea free um and do sign up to owning it real time if you want to learn how to manage your anxiety in the moment that is happening for you
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access the full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before. <laughs> 